Just before we get started, do you have a business or maybe a staff event coming up, either virtually or in person? Well, why not drop the organiser a line and suggest me as one of the speakers? Go to pennyhaslam.co.uk to find out more. This time on the Penny Haslam podcast, a free chapter from my audiobook, Make Yourself a Little Bit Famous. And if you'd like to hear more, just Google it. Make Yourself a Little Bit Famous audiobook by Penny Haslam. Chapter one. The why is in the pie. Why should you bother with this make yourself a little bit famous malarkey? Why even think about getting out there and getting known? It's a lot of effort with high potential for looking and feeling like a complete idiot. For me, the why you should make yourself a little bit famous can be found in the model pie. I'll explain this shortly. It comes in the form of a pie chart, funnily enough, and indeed we will be looking at the slices of the pie through this next story about an appraisal I had when I was an employee at the BBC. I aim to exhaust all pie and slice-related puns before the end of this chapter. Now, as yet, I've not met anyone who says they enjoy appraisals. I mean, did you punch the air the morning of your last one? Hooray! It's appraisal day! I get to set my objectives for the next 12 months! No, you did not. I was the exact same when I worked at the BBC as an employee, as opposed to when I worked there as a freelancer, joyfully appraisal-free. They're the blight of our working lives as far as I can see, and I hated appraisal season. For those fortunate enough to have never had the pleasure of an appraisal, let me explain. They are usually annual or six-monthly sit-downs with your line manager or boss, where you review the work you're doing, the job you've been employed to carry out. You're assessed on whether or not you've met your objectives from the previous 12 months, set at last year's appraisal, and then you set some objectives for the 12 months ahead. Sometimes the organisation's values or objectives come up, and you chat about whether or not you A, understand them, and B, have met them. I know, scintillating stuff. None of this ever struck me as a particularly useful way of assessing how well I was doing in my career. As a broadcast journalist, I didn't sell or produce tangible things, so measuring the success of my work and efforts in my job was incredibly subjective. I made a personal finance programme that was broadcast to the nation once a week on BBC Radio 4, at lunchtime on Saturdays. Fans among you will know that programme as Moneybox. I worked in a small, diligent team and was responsible for compiling a programme that incorporated the most up-to-date and accurate personal finance news. It had to be informative, educational and, when we could make it so, entertaining. My team included a broadcast assistant, a researcher, a reporter and the presenter. It was my job to liaise with my editor and my counterparts on other Radio 4 programmes to make sure we weren't repeating subjects they planned to cover during the week. I dealt with and interviewed government ministers, captains of industry and many of our listeners who wrote to or rang the programme with their stories. And I did all of this really well. But year to year, my salary, which is why we tend to turn up to appraisals in the hope of a raise, stayed very much the same. I felt stuck. I couldn't see how I could get more traction for my career and my salary or what I could do to improve my situation. As far as I could tell, when it came to being seen as somebody who deserved a pay rise, I was invisible. 
So as you can imagine, this particular appraisal was hardly setting the world alight. My line manager must have been a bit desperate to motivate me and so became the most animated I'd ever seen him. He jumped out of his chair, whipped out his flip chart and a big marker pen and drew a pie chart. It was a circle with three sections. P-I-E in each of those sections. 25% P, 25% I and 50% of that pie chart had an E right bang in the middle of it. Now, I'm guessing that my line manager, who'd just come back from a leadership away day, had been told about pie there. He said to me, Penny, you need to think differently about your career from now on. You need to think about the big picture, otherwise you're going nowhere. Charming. He told me that I needed to think about the effort and energy I put into my career and that pie would show me the way. So, what do P, I and the E stand for? Well, this is how it was explained to me by my line manager back in 2002. P is for performance. Spend no more than 25% of your efforts and energy on your performance. 25%? A teeny weeny quarter of my efforts and energy spent on my performance. What? I found this terribly disconcerting, as most people do when I tell them about this. It turned my world upside down, because wasn't that all there was to my role and my career? I worked hard and had the right skills and abilities to perform my job week in, week out. And that was why I'd been employed in the first place. I made radio programmes, and I made them really well. So performance, to my mind, was everything, wasn't it? Not so, according to my line manager, and he went on to explain. I is for image. Just 25% of your efforts and energy should be spent on your image. Whoa, 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 whoa there. Why the hell does it matter what I look like? How offensive. I don't have an image to maintain, but nonetheless, I scrub up quite nicely for work. Thank you very much. And besides, no one can see you on the radio. But that wasn't what he meant. It's about your image and your role, your career, how others see you performing. Do others think you can do your job well? What's your reputation like? I was slightly stumped. Being completely honest, I didn't know. And crucially, he went on to say, what is your self-image like? Do you have good self-esteem? Hmm, all very interesting and intriguing, but what on earth could the remaining 50% of your efforts and energy at work be spent on what could be the E. He finally revealed to me in the appraisal that had been, until now, deathly dull. E is for exposure. Do you see, Penny? Half of your effort and energy should be spent getting exposure for your great performance and amazing image. Exposure? What the... A whopping 50% effort and energy was required more than anything else to get exposure. He was telling me, in no uncertain terms, to get out there and get known. I was now tasked with sharing my amazing performance at work and my great image. I got it. It made sense. And when I share this story in my talks and keynote speeches, the audience gets it too. 
But had my boss given me instantly usable information? Not one bit. None of what he said could be put into practice. The reality was that this appraisal had taken place at a time when there simply weren't that many opportunities to get out there and get exposure. In fact, the only opportunity I had to get exposure was at the office Christmas party. I could expose myself as much as I liked. But that was awkward. I could sidle up to an editor of one of the programmes we made, or the line manager's manager, maybe even the big boss himself or herself. And I could say, hi, I'm Penny, I produce Moneybox, I do it really well, and and other people think I do it well. Even if I had done that, I doubt it would have got me anywhere. To me, it was networking without purpose, but with seemingly loads of pressure. It felt awkward and elevator-pitchy. I didn't make stuff, measurable through productivity, and I didn't flog stuff, measurable through sales. So evidencing my great performance and image was hidebound in subjectivity. It also feels like schmoozing or sucking up to the boss. And at that time, it was certainly quite unfemale to brag or boast about your achievements. The opportunities for getting exposure or getting out there were few and far between. There was no culture of belonging to an official in-house network like many large firms have now. We didn't think about attending external networking events back then, and social media was non-existent. Imagine! No LinkedIn, no Twitter, no Insta. But it's a different story today, as there are so many places to share what you do and be useful, interesting and engaging. I've since learned that my line manager had adapted PIE, PI, from the book Empowering Yourself, The Organisational Game Revealed, by Harvey J. Coleman. He didn't even reference it or suggest I read it. Frustratingly, he had shown me the theory, but had failed to give me any of the tools for getting the exposure I needed and deserved. And that, of course, gave me a great excuse for not making myself a little bit famous. But we are far from the time of my last BBC appraisal, and you, my friend, don't have any excuses. That was a free chapter from my audiobook, Make Yourself a Little Bit Famous. And if you'd like to hear more, just Google it. Make Yourself a Little Bit Famous audiobook by Penny Haslam. My third book is coming out in 2024. It's all about confidence at work and in life. And as you'd expect from me, there are lots of stories and ideas to help you build confidence, whether it's for yourself or for others. It might be colleagues, teammates, friends and family. Head to pennyhaslam.co.uk slash confidence dash book.